welcome back to Fleeky Foods and Friends, my podcast. I'm Liz. I run the Instagram account Fleeky Foods, and today's episode is a solo episode, and it is going to be about why I just very recently, a couple days ago, started reincorporating gluten into my diet. Obviously, I'll get into the details in the episode, but just a little disclaimer, I do not have my usual setup, so if the audio is a little weird, I apologize. I'm currently home because my mom just had foot surgery, so I'm helping her for the week, and all of my recording stuff is at my apartment on campus. So just if you hear any abnormalities or anything, (laughs) sorry about that. And before we get into the episode, if you feel so inclined to rate and review the podcast, on Apple Podcasts. It would be highly appreciated. And if you have any requests for episode topics or guests, just let me know on my Instagram. Like I said, that's Fleeky Foods. Let's get into it. So for those of you who don't know, I've been gluten-free for, I want to say about two and a half years now. I went gluten-free when my Lyme doctor in specific uh, told me that right after I was diagnosed, which was two and a half years ago, um, that I should cut out gluten, dairy, and refined sugars from my diet. Um, I also went on like a bigger elimination diet for the two weeks right after I was diagnosed, but that was only like a two week thing. And then she said to keep the gluten and dairy and refined sugar for at least six months. And then after the six months, I just felt so good on it and just decided to keep it going. Um, And I was basically under this impression from a lot of sources like um, functional medicine doctors and little clips that I'd seen. I love functional medicine doctors, by the way. I don't want this to seem like I don't like functional medicine. It's like something that I'm very interested in, but just like from books that I had read or videos that I'd seen. I was under the impression that gluten was very bad (laughs) and that gluten was just not good for your body and I shouldn't be eating it. So I basically cut that out um, and it was definitely really hard at first. I think I've talked about this in a prior podcast episode, but I ate a lot of gluten and dairy before I went gluten and dairy free and sugar for that matter. Um, But I think that the jury is kind of still out on gluten you read so many different things um, between it being inflammatory and it's bad for autoimmune diseases, which I think is true, but my Lyme, I think, is in a good enough position where I'm not super symptomatic and it's not really affecting my day-to-day life anymore, especially now since I got the sinus surgery, the mold that was present um, in regard to the Lyme is a lot more under control where I'm not getting sinus infections like every two weeks like I was prior to the surgery and prior to the antibiotics and all the rinses that I had to do um, after the diagnosis. So it doesn't really feel like I need to be putting in like the reverse, like trying to reverse the symptoms um, because there aren't any symptoms super present right now. And so my biggest thing with gluten was I just was always under this impression that like my body was going to like break down if I ate it. Um, and I, prior to the Lyme, never had a problem with gluten. I could eat gluten and I'd be fine. Um, to my knowledge, at least I never felt like fatigued. I never got stomach aches. Dairy, on the other hand, I would get 
really bad stomach aches. Um, I've always kind of known I've been lactose intolerant. I drink lactate like all throughout my childhood. Um, and so I knew that dairy wasn't really good for me, like my stomach in particular, but I never had a problem with gluten. So when I went gluten-free, it, I don't know, it just didn't really affect like my stomach that much um, because there was never really a problem to begin with. But after I went gluten-free, I had some problems with gluten. I ate, I think I, again, talked about this in like my first podcast, but the first meal that I had that was gluten and dairy-free at that six-month mark, I had In-N-Out. And so it was a milkshake, cheeseburger, whole whole kit and caboodle. And so it was gluten and dairy and I was fine. So I was like, okay, like whatever, my body hasn't kind of like adapted to not consuming these foods. I mean, it had only been six months, but six months without a food group seems like kind of a long time for your body to still know how to process it. But it worked out and so I didn't think that it was a big problem. And then about a year later, I had a burrito from Chipotle, a flour burrito, and had such bad stomach stomach pains, I couldn't stand up straight um, because it was kind of this like deep ache in my stomach and I ended up having like another burrito like a month later thinking that it was just like a one-time thing um, and the same thing happened. And then, so it was just like a pain for like 24 hours basically. Um, it would ebb and flow where sometimes I could stand, sometimes I couldn't. But it wasn't like a sharp pain. It was like a dull, just like ever-present pain. And then a month-ish later, I was with one of my best friends, and we went to a Chinese restaurant. And um, it's this like small little restaurant in our town, and they have certain items that are gluten-free, and then they have the same item not gluten-free, if that makes any sense. So I'm assuming they just use tamari instead of soy sauce. So I got the chicken hibachi like lunch and I got it gluten-free and my best friend got it regular. And I don't know if they switched them or if they just made both of them regular, but obviously they taste the same because tamari really doesn't taste any different. And at the end of the lunch, I got this really horrible pain in my stomach and we went home and it was the most pain I have ever been in with my stomach. I'll spare you guys the details, but it was horrific. And I literally made my best friend go home because I just couldn't do anything. Like I couldn't talk. I couldn't, I just, I left her honestly, just in my family room and I couldn't deal with it. Um, and was in pain, horrible pain, bad stomach issues for like upwards of an hour. I was just like sweating. The pain was so bad. Um, and so that was the last time I had gluten and I just was like, okay, clearly my body has started to not be able to process gluten and I need to go completely gluten-free and didn't really deal with it again and really stayed away from it. And now since I'm going into eating gluten again, I was really worried about the first time I had it again because I haven't knowingly had gluten since then and that was two years ago, I think. Oh my gosh, that's so weird. Uh, Yeah, I think like a little under two years ago. And so I was really worried and I didn't want to do it while I was on campus because in my apartment, I was like, I'm far away from home. I mean, not far away, but (laughs) two hours away from home. Like if something were to happen, 
gosh forbid I had to go to like the emergency room or something or I was just in pain for like two hours I didn't want to be alone going through that so I'm home for this week like I said in the intro helping my mom and so I was like okay like I'll have the gluten here if something happens I have all of her like stomach stuff because we have all the like Chinese herbs from our functional medicine doctors and um, I have like a gluten enzyme digesting enzyme so I was like, okay, I'm prepared at home. And so far I have had the first day, so it's, I'm going on three or four days. So the first day I had two pieces of whole grain toast. The second day I had another piece of toast. Yesterday, I think I had maybe toast again. Oh yes, yes, I had a sandwich. Um, that recipe will probably already be released, but it was a grilled cheese with tomato basil soup. If you haven't saved it or thought about making it, highly recommend. It was so good and so easy, but regardless, um, <laughs> I go on tangents. And um, I then today I had wontons for a different recipe that's coming soon. And <laughs> I have had no problems. I've had maybe a little bit of bloating, um, but I normally bloat. It's not, even when I had cut out everything, bloating to a certain degree is pretty normal after you eat. Um, at least in my opinion, I'm not a health professional, but I have not had any other problems besides that. And it's been four days, so I'm staying hopeful. Um, it definitely could have been a lot worse. I'm curious what it would be like if I were to have dairy. I'm not going to because I was already lactose intolerant. So I'm just, it's not something I'm going to mess with. And also I'm primarily uh, plant-based. So dairy isn't really in my future but never say never <laughs> who knows what will happen down the road um with my eating and so that is where i'm at now with gluten and so i'm going to answer some of your guys's questions so what motivated you to start incorporating gluten again honestly one of the biggest things um is going primarily plant-based i'm currently not eating meat and i haven't obviously eaten dairy i'm I do eat eggs. Um, it's just what's been working out the best for me. So I'm not vegan. I'm just plant-based. Um, and who knows where that will go, like I said. Um, but it was really hard for me to go out to restaurants with my friends or my family and have literally anything I could order on the menu being vegan and gluten-free because or plant-based and gluten-free um, because it just <laughs> wasn't really like the options for like a salad and I'm so not a salad person when it comes to restaurants um and so I was like okay I don't I can't balance both of these and like I said in the beginning I've been recently seeing more and more information and reading into more and more information about gluten-free as kind of a fad diet and gluten is obviously horrible for people who have celiac or gluten intolerances but like I said I never had a problem with gluten and I don't have a super diagnosed autoimmune disease at least to my knowledge um, and those are really the people who need to be staying away from gluten and this also answers another question which is should everyone be avoiding gluten or only those with known sensitivities so like I said I'm not a health professional if your health professional tells you not to eat gluten listen to them but in my opinion, if you don't have an intolerance or a disease that keeps you from eating gluten, there's nothing 
inherently healthier about eating gluten-free and honestly a lot of gluten-free products have a lot more additives and even though all-purpose flour is super refined a lot of gluten-free like shelf products are also extremely refined and have a lot of added sugars because they're trying to make up for that taste that you lose with the gluten and the texture so there typically are more additives and so for me it just got to the point where it was like this isn't even <laughs> like this isn't even healthier which i had always thought and um i'm doing an episode coming up on kind of my entire journey with eating but i think in my head i had this idea if i didn't eat gluten-free i was going to gain weight and that it's like i had to be healthier with eating gluten-free and that was my thing like people knew me as someone who ate like dairy-free and gluten-free and it got to the point where I was like, this isn't even like inherently healthier. Um, and eating a piece of whole grain toast <laughs> isn't going to make me gain 10 pounds. When I really thought about it, it was like, there is really no reason for me to be eating gluten-free. And there's also protein and gluten. And with vegan alternatives like seitan, I don't know if I'm saying that right, <laughs> but that has gluten. It's a great protein source for plant-based eaters. And so it was like, why am I eating gluten-free for no reason? And another question is being gluten-free always more expensive? And it is typically more expensive to buy gluten-free alternatives. Like for example, I was just buying oat flour and Bob's Red Mill oat flour is cheaper than Bob's Red Mill's gluten-free oat flour. And so I thought that was interesting that they're both essentially the same product, but to get it milled without the gluten and to make sure that it has no gluten, they upcharge, which I can see if it would be more cost um, intensive to have to like make sure that there is no gluten, but they sound essentially like the same product, but one is just guaranteed gluten-free and it's still more expensive. So that was something that I also, now that I live in an apartment, buy my own groceries, looking at the cost difference it also just made more sense and was more cost efficient for me to not be gluten-free anymore um and the next question is did i have any stress going into it and definitely like i said i waited until i was home it was something that i was kind of like looking forward to it was like an event the first time i was gonna have gluten um just because i'm excited now that i have more options at restaurants um, and I feel like it kind of also opens up like my recipes that I can make now for you guys. Uh, I know a lot of you guys are gluten-free and if that works for you, by all means, keep doing it. Um, but I'm just excited that there's like more recipes now that I can make for you guys um, in kind of a wider like option range. And so I'm excited about that, but I was definitely stressed going into it because I was very afraid that I was going to have a lot of the stomach problems that I did when I ate gluten by accident that one time at that restaurant. But other than that, I'm feeling really good about it. I'm so glad that there were no, at least now, side effects. Um, and who knows, maybe I will be able to feel a big difference being gluten-free than now eating gluten, and maybe I'll go back to it. I'm really trying to keep my eating as label free as possible. I went for so long 
being like this, like I need this. I'm gluten-free, I'm dairy-free. I was vegan for a month and a half. Um, like I needed those labels and I'm like that in a lot of aspects of my life. And I'm so curious if you guys are too, um, kind of that like type A, like I need this all in line with this and this is what I'm doing and I need to stick to this strict label but I'm trying to eat with as little labels as possible now and kind of have a more flexible mindset on it. Uh, who knows, maybe I'll, like I said, go back to eating gluten-free, but for now I am enjoying eating gluten. And if you guys have any one-on-one -on -one questions you wanna ask me or anything that comes to mind after listening to this episode, I would love to chat more with you guys about it. Um, like I said, you can always reach me via DM on my Instagram. My Instagram is Fleeky Foods. And with that, that is all I have for today. And I will talk to you guys soon.